This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Dr. Timothy Paul Jones. Timothy is Associate Vice President at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He teaches there in the areas of family ministry and applied apologetics. He also pastors in that area at Sojourn Community Church. And Dr. Jones has also authored or edited more than a dozen books, including Perspectives on Family Ministry, Christian History Made Easy, and most recently, a great book on leadership called The God Who Goes Before You. Timothy, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be here with you. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what passage you have for us today. So what do you have in mind? Well, what I've got is Exodus chapter 17 and verse 7. And he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel and because they tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord among us or not? Wow, I didn't expect you to go here. This is uh, this is an off-speed pitch to be sure. We just finished the World Series, at least when we're recording this not uh, very long ago. So uh, tell us what uh, what you had in mind when you came up with mm-hmm. this verse for this podcast. Well, this is what I actually just recently read in my Bible reading, and I was struck by this particular text uh, for several reasons. So let's kind of set the scene here, and it's where the people of Israel are out in uh, the wilderness, and they are needing water to drink, and they are complaining, and they are quarreling, and they are rising up against Moses, all of these different things. And uh, it says, the, or just a couple of verses before, the Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel. And then they, God tells him, take your hand, the staff that you use to strike the Nile and strike a rock and water will come forth from the rock. And then at the end of this text, it says, he called the name of the place Masa, which that means testing, and Meribah, which means argument. That's like the Hebrew word for arguing <laughs> right there. Because of the quarreling of the people of Israel and because they tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord among us or not? And God just really kind of touched me with these words, is the Lord among us or not? That was really the central sin of the people of Israel so often in the desert, in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. is this question of, is the Lord among us or not? We have to think about the fact that they were what, uh, they probably had some inclinations toward henotheism. And henotheism is this idea that each God is over a particular area of life or a mm-hmm. particular region. Right. Um, and, they, and they weren't supposed to be henotheists, but most people in their world were, and they kind of had some of those inclinations we see. And so it's the idea that each God governs an area or an area of life. And so their question really is, can God, who got us out of Egypt, can that same God really take care of us in the desert? Can the same God that saved us initially actually be the God that sustains us through life? And this this kind of issue at Masa and Meribah becomes kind of an image, a symbol of 
Israel's sin. If we go all the way forward to Deuteronomy chapter 6, this is the sin at Massah and Meribah that is saying, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't mm. do that again. And the essence of that sin was, is God really among us or not? And what I'm called to think of when I think of that is the fact of how many times that's the sin, the central sin that gives birth to other sins in my own life. And that is, is God really with us right now or not? Is the same God who saved me able to sustain me in the wilderness? And that's our central dilemma in so many ways. Yeah, right before you called in, I was studying in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 3, it talks about when Israel was in the wilderness and they were complaining and their hearts were hardened against the Lord, very similar to what you're reading here Mm -hmm. in Exodus 17. And what the Lord recommends and commands in Hebrews is in really contrast to what's going on in the verse you read. In Exodus 17, they're saying to each other something that's not very helpful. They're saying, is the Lord among us or not? And I want to go into more of what that means, but it's certainly not good. But in Hebrews, they're encouraging one another. In fact, I'm just going to read it. It says, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. In Exodus 17, but they weren't encouraging one another toward the Lord. They were encouraging one another away from the Lord. So what does it mean when they're questioning, is the Lord among us or not? What are they getting at there? Well, I think they're actually asking at a very literal level, is the same God that got us out of Egypt, is he even still with us? In other words, this is an issue at its most surface level of what type of God do we really serve? Mm. Do we really serve a God who is a God of all places, of all peoples, a sovereign, one God over all things, who is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent? Is that the kind of God we serve? Or do we serve a God like the ones they believe in in all the nations around us, which is a God that has one particular function or one particular place, and that's all that that God can do? Mm -hmm. Which type of God do we really believe in? And so they ask, is the Lord really among us or not? Is that mm. ty- Do we have a God who is out here in the desert? Because the desert doesn't really have its own God. <laughs> the, de- the, the desert doesn't have a God. It's, it's the, this place that is a godless place in the minds of the people then. Right. But what is being affirmed here is that the same God who was present in Egypt and the same God that will be present with you in Canaan is also with you in the desert. And the fact is that we still struggle with this issue today. Uh, and that is that we struggle with, is, is God really there in the times of desert and of wilderness? Is mm. God actually there? And what God declares to us, and this is what I think is most beautiful, and this takes us back to Hebrews again, by the mm. way, is that it says in Hebrews that Jesus suffered outside the city, outside the places where the people perceived God's blessing to be. There's a very real sense in which he is, uh, that he is, goes to the wilderness in his temptation, hmm. but in some sense he is exiled, put in a deserted place, we might say, even in his crucifixion. And so part of what is trying to be communicated to us in the beauty and the wonder of the New Testament is you serve a God who 
is there in the wilderness. He is present. He has gone to the wilderness. In some sense, Jesus' temptations and the cross are the answer to this question of, is the Lord among us in the desert or not? And the answer from the Gospels is a resounding yes. God is with you in the desert. A God who goes to the cross and a God who goes to the wilderness for temptation that kind of God, he's a God who is with you in the wilderness and in the desert. The cross and the temptations of Jesus are God's answer to the question that is posed but never explicitly answered in the book of Exodus. And Jesus becomes that answer. Mm. Yeah, and we even see in the book of Exodus, in Egypt, God's people are wondering, where is the Lord? And then by the time the book ends... The Lord comes down in his presence in the tabernacle. And so we see in the book of Exodus itself a demonstration of the answer that the Lord is moving toward his people. And we see that most vividly in the person of Jesus. Right. What a great reminder from Exodus seventeen seven. Who knew? I love it. Timothy, it's always great to have you on the podcast. Would you close our time by praying this verse for all of us? I would love to. God, I know that there are people listening who are in the desert, who are in the wilderness. I know there are places in my life right now that I feel in the desert and in the wilderness. And God, through your word and through your spirit, remind us, please, that in the desert, in the wilderness, that you are present with us even there and that we are not abandoned even when we are in abandoned places. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.